I'm Coach Corey Wayne, and today we're going to talk about mistakes to avoid when starting. What was? What did I say the title was? Uh, mistakes to avoid when starting relationships. Ah. Hi, I'm Coach Corey Wayne, and today we're going to talk about mistakes to avoid when starting relationships. And I've I've got my miniature friend Jade with me today. Hello. <laughs> so we got an article. This is actually another one from uh, MSN, and it was I guess it was originally a Newsweek article written by Sophie Lloyd that came out end of April. And so she's got several things in here, and and the article which I found interesting, and many of these things I agree with, and so and so these are. Th- things that you don't want to do hiding your intentions and she talks about playing it cool in other words not being honest and forthcoming about what you're looking for and at the end of the day all relationships start out as casual affairs casual hanging out casual having fun together casual hooking up and what sets a relationship apart from just the casual part is that the casual part becomes more and more frequent. Even if you're dating two or three different people because you're trying to find the right person for you, the more time you spend with somebody, if you really click and you really jive with them, you're just you have a better time with them. The sex is better, right. the conversations are better, you genuinely like being around that person. And so over time, you just start to gravitate towards one specific person. And just from the work that I do, a lot of guys, their problem is is that they're trying to lock women down to a commitment right out of the gate, trying to get too serious too soon. And typically guys go out on a date with the attitude of, I hope she likes me. I hope I can get her. I hope I can win her. I hope I can catch her. But women typically have the attitude of, hey, let's go out and see what happens. Do I like this guy? Is he good for me? Does he have similar goals, similar values? And women tend to fall in love way slower than most guys do. You think so? I know so. Because us guys, we're visual creatures and we see... They're very simple creatures as well. Yes. We see the, wow, she's perfect. And then they're already imagining what the kids kids are going to look like. The kids are going to look like five minutes. Yeah. And they, they, I I would imagine, like, what's what's your experience in, in dating and having boyfriends and what you have seen especially like that you start dating a guy and all have you been out with guys i would assume that you felt pressured to get serious with and you're like i barely know this guy or they're telling you that they love you and you're thinking you don't even know me um like i was talking about um a couple moments ago uh during the covid time we were kind of a lot of people had like i guess it was like what people call it in the winter they call it cuffing season well, COVID was definitely cuffing, like a cuffing moment, like cuffing for two years, right? So you're inside pretty much for almost like two years. Well, well, Florida, we were here for what, um, like a year? We had a few months. Yeah, but... well, almost it was like almost a year where a lot of well, certain um, uh, jobs opened up. But um, I did, I was seeing this one guy in I didn't, we were just kind of seeing each other, like right before we had just met, right before COVID. And then we started seeing each other and I, he wasn't my boyfriend, but we were casually seeing each other. Like he would come over, you know, do the deed or we would like make, you know, dinner or what have you. And then during COVID, it started, he would come over every day. Unannounced. Um, 
and which was it was fine at first who this know, was your current boyfriend or a previous this he wasn't my boyfriend let's just make oh, that he clear. was uh, we were just somebody that he was, was your friends with benefits yes he was your booty call so during covid it like that happened and then he just never left my house like there would be moments where like i'm a like turd that won't flush <laughs> i guess so you nowadays you, you rarely have this because the high the high water pressure you know <laughs> but um yeah we would be doing something and i'm like well i have um some things i need to do so i'll let you know and like sometimes he would come over and maybe i would have a guy over that was just my friend but he would try to ride past my house and he's like i've seen another car in your uh driveway i'm like okay that was my my friend so and so like just be like real clingy so the whole that's just yeah no he was trying to lock you down. He was trying to lock me down. And I had to tell him multiple times that we were not together. We, you are not my boyfriend. And then I would tell him, I listen, hey. This I, is just sex. I don't, yeah, I don't want to see you anymore. And then he was just like, he's like, well, your birthday's coming up. I'm like, yeah, I know. And then he bought me stuff for my birthday. And I was like, I don't want to see you. <laughs> so it was. So he wasn't getting the hint. No, and like, um, and he was a really, he was a really nice guy. But when you started hooking up with him, were you open to dating him, we were, or was like, it just from the get go? Like was... literally, I told him that um, we were just, you know, hooking up, and I feel like I was, I, for me, and sometimes it's really bad, but I'm like mean to the the person, <laughs> like they're like in love with you, but it's like. You want to be mean to them, so it kind of like pushes them away. Even like, you find that unusual. Like, how can this guy be in love with me, and I'm just well tolerating it's him? They're uh, most people like that are weak minded, and it's really bad to take. So he couldn't tell that you weren't that into him because he's projecting his. Well, high I mean, he could tell, you. but he just didn't care. He just kept. He's trying. like, I'm going to make her mine. Yes, I'm going to wear. He's very down. obsessive. Very. Like very, it was very bad. So you were clear in your intent in the beginning that it's, yeah. this is nothing serious. This is just casual friends with benefits type of thing. But in his mind, he was like, he's going to make you his girlfriend. Yeah. And he would just became obsessed and just never would never leave. Never wanted to leave my house. Like I would come home from work and like um, he knew where my spare key would like I'd clean my house, take my dog out, feed the cat. I'm like. Oh, I when I come home from work, I don't. Sometimes I just want to be left alone, you know. Especially if you're not. So he's very forceful. Yeah, very. And he, and he was. He was even, going where he wasn't invited. Exactly, exactly. That is very true. So you told him what you were looking for, and he didn't listen. That is right. So, and then sometimes that happens with, um, like starting off like new relationships. Uh, you need to come across what you need to make sure you each have the same mindset because you don't want to be further down the road and develop feelings and then find out the other person is not on the same page as you because that's not more or less is devastating. And it's, you know, that's. We we also tend to project our fantasy of what we want onto the other person. Yeah. And then we ignore Reality. What they think, yeah. I'm and obviously that was going on there. I'm, I get told more or less a lot of times, like I'm in a long term relationship, but um, I he always tells me that I'm in a fantasy world, 
which I am, I have this trajectory of like all these things. And I'm like, well, Jane, come on, scale it back down to earth because this is. What's the fantasy world that you're in? (laughs) Like, you know, um, like kids, house, you know, dog. You want kids and he doesn't? No, he wants kids too, but just, you know, something. He's in no rush to make it happen. Right. We, he wants to, you know, we have to be established first. We're still in an apartment. You can't, you can't have kids in an apartment in Florida. Like, that just doesn't work. Like, especially if, like, babies. I'm not trying to go down every, like, that's, it's, it's, it's horrible with the dog because I go down all these flights just to take the dog out, like, four or five times. More or less, actually, I only take him out, like, once or twice. My boyfriend's the one that takes him out more than I do, but, and it's my dog. But... <laughs> You delegate that responsibility. Uh, I'm the morning and he's the nighttime. <laughs> <laughs> You're the morning shift. He's the night shift. Yeah. So the next part of this article is being hung up on your ex, making your new date prospect yep. your therapist. Try figure, and if you tell them all the dirty things that went sideways in your last relationship, that that's going to endear you to him. Have you had that experience going out? With a new guy and all he wants to do is talk about his ex or somebody that broke I've been his heart. The same, I'm the same seat. Um, I feel like when you first start a relationship, you you actually look for um, things in your new, um, I would say prospect. But your prospect. Your prospect. Um, but a lot of the stuff that's, um, that you look for in your new, uh, you know, sexual endeavor or whatever it is, um, you look at your ex and you kind of kind of pick things that are similar if you're, I mean, not purposely, but people do like um, you use the same things. Like maybe the looks are similar or their age or their um, work uh, or I mean career or hobbies or anything like that. Some I, like people have the bad tendencies of picking stuff from their ex and trying to pick it out um, to their new um looking for the same qualities or yeah, picking same, at it like same qualities they try like if they're still hung up on their ex they try to find if they their ex wants nothing to do with them they or they react to you in the same way that they reacted to their ex because they assume you're the same way yeah exactly next item not taking the time to reflect this is important and what i see in phone sessions i do with people is that they get involved with somebody that may have been in a multi-year relationship and then that person ends that multi-year relationship mm-hmm. and then gets involved with somebody new or somebody yeah. that's in the middle of a divorce proceeding, but they're still living with the person that they're divorcing. Yeah. And while they start a relationship with somebody new and they become exclusive with somebody who's still basically living with their ex to be. And then at some point, especially as it gets closer to the final judgment and the divorce being over then the person that's getting divorced or being left typically tries to make another go of it. And what often happens in those situations, especially where there's a woman living with her ex-husband to be, and she's got a new boyfriend of like a year or two. And then as the, and then they have kids together and as the divorce gets close to being resolved, then the husband the ex-husband to be wants to work things out for the good of the kids or the family. And then what happens is the woman tends to back off in that situation. And meanwhile, the new boyfriend feels her pulling away. And then he naturally wants to fix things. Yeah. And so he starts calling and texting more and chasing and pursuing and literally drives her back into the arms 
of, of the, the husband, husband the yeah. ex-husband to be. And then she's like, well, I'm going to give it another chance for the sake of the kids. And that's one of the things I, I wrote about in my book, 3% Man, is it's that's why you don't get involved with somebody that just had a breakup or no. is still living with their ex because there's, you know, their emotions are hot and cold. Yeah. And there's still, there's still that in, like emotional, there's still that passion. Because as soon as you get angry, you see the fire in their eyes and it's just like, it could be their sex or you're going to punch them. So that's, you know, when you've been with some little person, aren't you? (laughs) No, but I'm just saying like when you're back, you know, you have children, you've been through that stuff with each other. And like, sometimes you want to hit that one person. I mean, you shouldn't. You you like beating people up? No, (laughs) no. She's got little, you've heard a little man syndrome. Jade has little girl syndrome. I do not have little girl syndrome. Thank you very much. (laughs) Um, But I mean, you just like those two people have that passion between one another. So for a third person to come in and think that they're going to interrupt that at that point in time, you got to be out of your mind. And like she's just doing that or he's just doing that to, you know, just to coat their feelings. Because they're just sugarcoating the like just coding. They're replacing one intimate relationship with something completely different. Yeah. And that's why uh, a lot of people do that because it's completely different. But then they realize being with that other person, they don't. That that new person doesn't know them like the other person was. And then now the fact that you were saying that they try to text them back and it does draw them back to the other person's arms because their person's freaking annoying. It's being annoying and trying to do things that your husband um, wasn't doing before. And now your husband's doing better because he wants you back and sees that you can do and get other people. Whereas most significant others are like, oh, she's never going to leave or he's never going to leave. Oh, yeah, they will. If you knew better, you do better. A lot of people like the monkey branch went, you know, women in that situation, they got the new boyfriend and then yet they're still living with the ex who wants to work things out. Now she's got yeah, that's disrespectful. two people, and that's cool. but it happens a lot. Or you've got the woman, what happens a lot, because I've done a lot of those phone sessions over the years with women that are involved with guys that are married and they're basically the mistress. Yeah. Oh, it's not the right time. My wife's depressed right now. We, you got, you know, in the fall, I'll be ready. Then, you know, I just got to find the right time to talk to her and, and end things. And meanwhile, it's years are going by and this new woman is putting her life on hold. And in reality, it's like, you look at the guy's actions. He still lives with the wife. There's, they go on family trips. They're still together. You're just the mistress that she doesn't know about. And And they don't like, they don't want to hear it, but it happens. And some some of the wives actually know about the mistress and they still they still carry on normal lives, even though the wife knows about that her husband is sleeping with someone else. She just carries on because the kids are there and she doesn't want to. And I personally, I do not think that's that's fair. Like you shouldn't have to hold your family together um, for discrepancies. Your husband's cheating and doesn't, you know, want to have his cake and eat it, too, or whether you're doing it, too, or. You know, you need somebody that's ready, willing, able and open to having a relationship. Yes. And you have to have the same goals, not the same exact to be similar values, similar, similar values, similar, similar, similar values, of course, because I mean, I'm from the Carolinas. My values are probably not going to be the same as some girl that's been raised in Miami and Hialeah or something like that. (laughs) Like I'm just, you know, I'm 
pretty old school when it comes to certain items. I mean, I don't sleep in, I sleep in the same bed, but I mean, we're not sleeping in two different beds. Like, uh, who does that? Uh, Mormon? The Mormons do that? They sleep in separate beds. and But it's, it's in the same room. Or um, Ethel and uh, what's his name from I Love Lucy? Well, I mean, back in the old days, the 50s, they never showed couples sleeping in the same bed. They because were in two separate beds. They, they, well, they always did on TV, even though everybody grew up, mom and dad slept in, in the same yeah. bed. But on television, they didn't. I think it was the, maybe it was the Brady Bunch, I think. It was the first time they showed a husband and wife they sharing sleep in a bed. in the same bed, yeah. And that was in the, like early Six, 70s. Yeah. Late 60s, early 70s. Yeah, 68, I think. I mean, that's just, you know, in 40, 50 years, that's how yeah, far the culture has come. I love Lucy. They, I think, um, the next door neighbors, Ethel, I can't remember the, the man's name. Ethel and Fred. Fred, yeah. They slept in two separate beds. So, I mean, maybe they should. Me and my boyfriend, the best thing, we would, um, in our, our old apartment, we would have, we had one bedroom, one bathroom. Now, we have two bedrooms, two bathrooms. I have my bedroom and bathroom. And he has his own bedroom and bathroom, and it's been. So you guys are no longer fumigating each other. Well, that and um, well, all like all his guy friends use his bathroom. Nobody because my bedroom is the master bedroom and the bathroom. So we're not like fighting over who uses the bathroom. We're not fighting over oh, you know, the rugs or you left you left something on the. I got, I got a friend of mine. He, he would go into his wife's bathroom and just take a giant dump and oh, leave I, it in the bowl and not flush it for her. Oh, just to fuck with her. No. That's my, true love. That's true love. I mean, I don't care about the poop thing, but I mean, the pee is like, um, the, this like. It goes everywhere. I'm like, what he's, the hell He doesn't is have this? good aim. I'm like, he's like, the dog peed on my rug again. I said, well, maybe if you didn't do it, the dog wouldn't do it either. <laughs> he's got bad aim. <laughs> The rug's all the way over here. I guess it's like when the boys wake up in the morning, it's either on the ceiling or over here. <laughs> He's got problems. <laughs> Setting and enforcing healthy boundaries. So this is a, a big one. Is it out of somebody's pleaser type of mentality, desire to be liked, desire to be loved, their their boundaries get violated and then they don't stand up for themselves and no one will ever do or say anything to you that you don't invite them to do. Right. And what you tolerate, you invite more of. And if you allow somebody to constantly walk all over you, then they, eventually they lose respect for you. Obviously as a woman, you've, I'm sure you've dated and been with guys. They're, yeah. they're just pussies. They let you get away with little signs of disrespect and they never stand up to you. Right. Those then, are people that I'm just like, I don't want to be with you. But I mean, also, you want a guy with a spine. Exactly. They'll put um, you in your place. With anything with that, I feel like a lot of people now, um, they have low self-esteem and you can't be with someone and like expect a successful relationship until you know about yourself, you know yourself, love yourself and are confident about yourself. You can never you're not going to have a successful relationship unless you know you. and like, just like you said, like, nobody's going to respect you if you just let people walk all over you. You know, if you you're confident in yourself, that's very attractive that you're confident in yourself. Self-loving is very that's awesome. You know, uh, be yourself. But. And just, you know, project that upon people, you don't have to be arrogant like it 
in the other ones we were talking about. Like, don't be arrogant, but if they piss all over your rug, you gotta tell them. About yeah, don't. Yeah, don't let them piss on the rug, but don't piss on me. <laughs> you know, uh, just have a backbone. It's fine. There's a way in this weakness invites aggression. Yeah, it does. Because people, there are people out there that are people who bully other people like during relationships they're you're you're not the weak one they're the weak one because they're it's like a lion and a lamb but you're enabling it when you do that though that is true that is very true but that's why i'm saying before you get in a relationship you have to be learn yourself know yourself know thyself know thy co2 i think is how is it socrates said that socrates plato is it socrates know thyself it's one of them. Somebody. Somebody. You're, you're big help, Chunky. <laughs> <clears throat> but, but like people will walk all over your whole entire life if you just just let them. And you can't. Yep. Can't do that. So if once you know yourself and you become confident, then you're you're you can go out there. You can do whatever the hell you want. Get whoever you want. Doesn't matter. You could be it's, Robbing the streets one it's day. Mind over matter. If you don't mind, it don't matter. Yeah, exactly. Next one, not being authentic, not being who you are, not saying what you think and what you feel and letting the chips fall where they may. Hmm. What do you think about that? I think a lot of people do that um, here in South Florida. Uh, they change who they are. Say there's a lot of excuse me, uh, there's a lot of prosperous men here and women, uh, but I feel like a lot of women change themselves to fit the satire of like to get someone who is successful, like the the Botox, the boobs, the butt, the fish lips, the artificial lips, yeah. That you know, that they think that it's like it's like Barbie. They try to be and like they end a up Barbie. looking like a porcelain doll. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it's for me, like from coming from a small town, like boobs was all I ever saw. Like everybody had fake boobs. You're Southern. You got fake boobs for the most part. Like a lot of the older women, if you have you have bleach blonde hair, if you have bleach blonde hair, the boobs went with it. But I never I never seen a fake butt until I moved here six years ago. I was like, what the hell is that? Looks like a like an alien orb coming out of it. So, like, I feel like a lot of people do a lot of stuff to themselves. It's to like appease. fat relocation. They suck it from one part of the body yeah, and well, inject it into the booty. I don't have anywhere to suck fat from. So. Obviously. <laughs> There's nothing there to suck fat anywhere. Um, but I feel like a lot of people it, here and a lot of people just in general now nowadays, they do try to appease other people with looks, their careers. It's not for themselves, not to better themselves. It's to... Um, appease other people and to attract um, men, women, uh, so-and-so, whatever you're So it's false advertising. Yeah, it it is a lot of false advertising. Squats are better. Squats are better. Squats and leg press. I I got my first, uh, what is it, the rubber band things, the leg bands and a yoga mat the other day. Resistance bands. Yeah, the resistance bands. I got drunk and used them one time. (laughs) Oh, you were sore? Um, well, no, uh, from the resistance band, I use them for like a little bit. I did. And then I decided to do 30 pushups and then I was sore. My arms were sore for like a week and a half. 
Oh, poor baby. Yeah, I know. I guess that means you're out of shape. I'm very out of shape. <laughs> very, very out of shape. If the elevators went out in my building, I would just, I don't know what I would do. Probably just try to throw myself down the stairs and see how far I could get. <laughs> I used to run track, too, as like when I was younger. Yeah, I probably can't run down the street. <laughs> you can't even run to the front front driveway? Yeah, no. I can't, probably can't even run like a staircase down. Damn. Damn, girl. It's probably not that bad, but I'm like, <laughs> dying. It was all that cigarette smoking, all those coffin nails. Yeah, when I was, well, when I was younger, I used to smoke a lot. How many packs a day? Probably like a pack a day when I was like Damn. 20 years old. And then I stopped smoking that much when I was 21. And then ever since then, I haven't, like, I'm like, like a social smoker. So. That happens. Being closed-minded. So the author talks about being closed-minded and their perception of being closed-minded is glossing over your new partner's weaknesses instead of being so judgmental and picking them apart. Because, I mean, the reality is is that everybody's fucked up in some way. Yeah, Everybody's got some aspect of their personality that most people are not going to like. I mean, everybody can get on your nerves. I know everybody gets on mine, but I mean, that's, that's the reality. You can find something wrong with everybody. Nobody is perfect. And it's like, um, kind of something like, I can't remember what Bob Marley said, but it's like finding somebody that you love, that you love enough that you're willing to kind of suffer through their weaknesses, their insecurities, their flaws, their doubts, the things that grate on your nerves. Yeah. I mean, I feel like when you first started dating someone, everything is like, you're happy. You don't care. Like you throw that stuff in a little box. You're like, oh, they won't do it anymore. That's it. They won't do it anymore. But as you keep, you know, you keep going out, you're still dating. You're like, shit, that really gets on my damn nerves. And it's, I mean, the person does it all the time. It's, But it's not like they should, unless it's like a really bad habit or something like that. When you're living together, if you live together, my boyfriend always, I don't know why he does it. He finishes a can of, like a can of, we have soda, we drink soda water at home. Puts it, he finishes it, puts it on the edge of the sink. I don't understand. So there'll be like a couple of cans lined up and I'm like, the garbage is over here. Or you can take one of the little bags from the grocery store, put it in a plastic bag, even though our recycling don't say no, says no plastic bags, which I don't understand that. But anyways, put it in there. And recycle it. But he just likes to like line them up on the sink and put the glasses out on the side of the sink. Or he uses multiple glasses a day. That drives me absolutely nuts. Get one glass. That's your your glass for the day. That's the glass you're supposed to use the whole entire day. Instead of emptying out the whole entire day. So that's one of those kind of habits that when you love somebody, you're like, whatever. I'll just throw the damn cans away myself. Yeah, exactly. So I just do it myself or I just load the dishwasher. Um, but it, it does get kind of quite annoying now, like I was saying before, we do have separate bathrooms, so it's nice to, um, you know, not have to do with like the, the men's toilet. (laughs) So I'm like, no, you can't use my bathroom. Use your own. Um, who does all the cleaning? Um, we do both. Like usually it's, um, I'll do some bathroom too. 
Uh, sometimes, but we have we also have a housekeeper. Sometimes that comes in like twice a month. That does. She broke my iPad last time, so I don't know if. Oh, that's right. Back. I remember you telling me about that. Yeah, she broke my iPad right in the half. Damn. Yeah, I was like, yeah, okay. I got an Oculus now, so I'm like, I'm just gonna have to put all my stuff away in the closet so she doesn't break it. Uh, but yeah, uh, changing the other person is not a good thing uh, unless they're like. Did you used to do that when you were younger and you didn't know any better? That you'd start dating a guy and he'd be perfect if I could just fix this one thing. Yeah. I feel like everybody does that. Though Maybe they'll change. Maybe they'll change. They don't change. Let me tell you. They do not change. It's going to be the same. They might cut down, but they People don't, don't change. People don't change who they are. They may become a better version. A better of version of themselves. Or sometimes dating the wrong person, you become a worse version of yourself. So that, that happens too. Like what types of things that... Did you look past what kind of red flags that you look past and like, oh, I can work with this. I can fix that guy. Um, I like a lot of times, like uh, not a lot of times, but I would say like uh, if they were like drinking too much or abusing drugs or, you know, going out all the time, spending a lot of money. Um So you figure you you would be a good accountant. You keep uh, yeah. them honest. How did how'd that work out? Uh, not very well. Not very well. So at out. some point you got to a place and you realized it's like this is pointless. Yeah. Well, I mean, some people they just are who they are. Like um, my like my boyfriend now he he likes he's pretty frugal. Like he likes saving money. So I'm like, hey, can we do this? He's like, I'm not trying to have a three hundred dollar lunch. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but vetoed that idea yeah i was like okay well like the other day we i made like two pounds of like ground beef so i eat tacos i love tacos so i eat tacos that whole entire week i'm like so taco tuesday is a big thing in your house yeah he's like i don't even like like mexican food but i i love mexican food and they have none like no good mexican restaurants here there's none there's it's horrible but anyways, so he's like, he asked me if he wanted me to, um, wanted him to bring him food, bring me food. And I was like, no, I got my taco stuff. We still have taco stuff. And he was like, you know what? That's a great answer. And I was like, so then he like came home. But most of the time I'm, I always want to eat out. I'm really bad about that. Oh, this is interesting. Bringing a third party into your relationship. I see this a lot, especially with guys that are having problems with their girlfriend and then they start going to their girlfriend's mother or father or her brothers or other people and and telling them about the problems, hoping that they're going to get the family's assistance. And if the guy is displaying a lot of beta male type of behavior, a lot of weak, mm-hmm. unattractive behaviors, and then he goes to the other person, hey, put a good word in for me. Yeah. And, or he gets dumped and he's crying in his beer to all of her friends. Thinking they're that not, they're, they're like, what the hell? Yeah, thinking that this is gonna help his case. What he's constantly doing is displaying yeah. more unattractive behavior. And so now the girlfriends and her friends are going to her thinking Same. they're helping the situation. But they're making Oh, it he's worse. really torn up about it. He's not sleeping at night, he's not eating, he's lost 10 pounds. Now you're just and so like, they're saying well, all these disgusting. things versus you want to hear he's hey, doing good. He's doing great. It's like he he was shocked. He went back online and uh, started got on the online dating sites. He says, 
man, he's like, women are so aggressive. He's got a different date every night of the week with a different girl. He's oh, really I, happy. I would be turned off by that. but And he's, well, because he's moving on. He's having a good time. Well, that's when girls want to attack. They're like, oh, and I then, want him now. And then, yeah, exactly. And, and then, yeah. the, you know, the fact that he moves on so easily and it doesn't seem bothered. Right. Versus if he's all torn up about it and she's the one that dumped him, it just makes him look weak and pathetic. But if he's moved on and people are like, hey, what happened to you, you and so-and-so? It's like, oh, we're not dating anymore. She was great. We had a great experience. But, man, I got back on online dating and it's like, I'm so busy now. It's amazing. And I'm really yeah. excited. I got this girl I met the other day. I can't wait to meet her this weekend. And we had a great conversation the other night. And then that kind of stuff gets back to the friend and that helps the situation. Well, some people do that as uh, they, they, they're they like just telling stories or putting on a facade that they're doing all these things just so that so it, puts it a works. little it puts a little buzz in it the works. girl's ear like a little hoo hoo so she's like oh oh he's um mark is doing good hmm let me call him or he's got a new girl like, let me call him he moved on him. so fast it's almost like he didn't care yeah he seemed so torn up when i broke up with him why yeah, is he, exactly how can he move on so quickly so maybe so he strong. wasn't really into me yeah he's so strong now hmm let me let me call him that's it how works. it works women want things uh, well, I mean, most people want things that that they that seems unattainable, so they can work towards like Scarcity the, the chase, value. like a like a cheetah, like you're going after it. Like it's crazy how people the mind works. Like well, you we appreciate what we have to work for, and we right. take for granted what comes easy. Yeah, I, well, yeah, that does happen. <laughs> um. So, to recap, don't be whining and crying and talking about how poorly you're doing to anybody that knows this girl, including guys right. in your friend group that you think are your friends that also know her because they're gonna, it's more gonna than likely those particular guys probably want to fuck your ex. Exactly. And they'll use that to make you look weak and pathetic, mm-hmm. sandbag you while they try to slide in on your girl. Right. And so when you have mutual friends in common, it's best that the perception is presented that you're having a damn good time and you moved on and you're right. happy and you even sound like you're even, even happier. Even if you're not having yeah. a good time, just play off that you are because you don't want to sound like From you're... a strategic pers- perspective. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. And then the last thing the article talks about is rushing it. Ooh. And this is where, like we were talking about earlier, guys that are needy, they're desperate. They try too hard. They call too much. They text too much. They want to spend too much time. Like the guy that you were talking about that was your friends with benefits when, you know, when the lockdowns had started. Yeah. And he's driving by your house. I saw this car out there. Who is that? And you right. told him up front. It's like, hey, this is, I, I don't, yeah. it's nothing more than a casual fling for me. And yet he saw what he wanted to see. He's projecting his high interest, his fantasy of what he wanted you to be. Has blinders on. Yeah. And he's not seeing the reality. That's right. Well, also it happens with um like. People, they, they become in a relationship and they're like, well, let's move in together. Don't do that. I'm telling you right now, if it's been a week and you think you love this person, do not move in to their house. <laughs> do not do it. <laughs> been there. Don't do it because it's still their house. You moved in with somebody after a week? It's not your house. It's their house. You ain't on the lease. <laughs> Did you do that after a week? Did, when you did were I do that? She's stalling. <laughs> I have, She's not directly answering the question. I have done that. Okay. When a woman <laughs> stalls like that, that's how you can out. tell. She's like, oh, I don't want to answer this. Oh, no. 
it does not work out because it's still their house. If you are not on the lease, that is not your house. It doesn't matter how long you've lived there, that is not your house and they can tell you to leave. Is that what happened? No, I'm still here. <laughs> no, I, well, we moved different apartments. I'm on the lease now. <laughs> oh, the lease? Are you talking about right now? Yeah. <laughs> how long were you guys dating before? Well, you knew them for a couple of years though, right? Yeah. It was, I, well, I never left my house. I moved out, um, like, I guess a couple of months after, but yeah. Uh, that was the guy that you were the, the casual hookup. So you moved. No, this from was there? now my boyfriend now. So you moved in with him. How long after you started dating? We weren't even like really dating. I just went to his house and I never went home. Ah, he, he, well, I told him, he told me, he's like, oh, you don't have to leave. And I was like, well, I have animals at home. So I think I have to at some point. But yeah, don't ever do that. So, okay. So how long were you guys dating before? So you were friends for a couple of years, I thought you yeah. said. Yeah. And then you started hooking up. Yeah. And, and then, then after you started I hooking up, you just never house. left. Yeah. What is it? Um, there was, I seen something so online he, the other day. So he's on the lease or you're on the lease now? Is well, I, well, we're both on the, the lease now. Okay. But before I wasn't you're on the lease. You're officially cohabitating. We're, we're cohabitating now. But, <laughs> but before. But previously, we were not. So before you move in with someone, make sure you're on the lease. Make sure. Because they can kick you out. Absolutely. And but also like you don't want somebody hanging that over your head. Well, you, this isn't your house. Well, if it's not my house, I ain't cleaning your dishes anymore. I'm not doing your dishes. I'm not making you food. You can order your own food. That's what I mean. But you moved in with somebody at one point after a week of dating. Yeah. And how long were you there? I still haven't left. I like gave up my apartment um, and that was it. Like after a couple months, I wasn't even, I don't even think I slept in my apartment at all. So you have an apartment that you're on the lease for that you don't well, live Well, I used to, I had it for like, I kept it for like three months after, but I just, and I was just. So it was your apartment, you were on the lease and he wasn't? No, he had his own apartment. I had my own apartment, but I used to go to his house and then he was like, just stay here. This was the boyfriend before the current no, boyfriend? No, this is the one I have now. <laughs> well, you mentioned there was a guy you moved you moved into his house after a week of dating. Mm. Yeah, I did do that. And then it didn't end well because you weren't on the lease, you said. So he kicked you out after some. Well, no, he didn't kick me out. Like he had his own house and then we just he was older and it was just very. Um, he, he had his two older kids that live with him, too, as well. So it was like me and the daughter were kind of clashing for certain things. Um, and you knew him for a whole week and then you moved in. No, I didn't know him for a whole week. How long was it before you officially moved in? Uh, it was like two months. Two months. Okay. Two so months. we went from a week to two months. But two months. That was, yeah, that was my relationship. That's how evasive Jade is. She's been hard to give up those details. <laughs> yeah. Two months. A day. And so after you moved in, how long did you stay living with him before you dipped out? Um, I think it was almost like a year. It was almost a year. And then um, I got a house. And then I only lived there for a little bit because it was haunted. I had to get the hell out of there. And then I moved to my apartment. I had uh, this past apartment and I lived there for a little bit. And then he didn't really have that much time for me. So I just was like, eh, can't really be with you anymore. He stopped dating and courting you properly. That's correct. You became roommates. Well, no, he didn't live with me. He had his own house and I had my own house, but I never really saw him. Like maybe once or twice a week. And I was just like, so you were a glorified booty call. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. And that then after me. a while, you got tired 
Yeah. The fact like, he wasn't yeah. making the effort. Yeah. It's like, oh, and then he was like, well, for my birthday, he's like, do you want to go on a trip? And I was like, uh, no, I found someone else. He's, we're going Damn. To- so you monkey branched from well, the old boyfriend well, to the new boyfriend. Well, we hadn't boyfriend. been dating for a while, but we were still um, friends. I mean, we're still friends now, but I'm not sexually attracted to him. He's still just just my so you, friend. So you had stopped hooking up for a while before you met the new guy. It started hooking up with a new guy who wasn't really a new guy because you knew him for a couple of years. Yeah. So. Are, well, you there guys, was some, are you guys confused yet by Jade's history? Yeah. <laughs> there was that weird one in the middle. <laughs> the one that never left my house. Oh, that guy. There was yeah, a booty that was the so one there was the, the old boyfriend. The, then there was the a new middle. booty call. And then, and the, then there was the guy that you were kind of friends with because he was probably looking at like going, you already got two dudes right now. Yeah, that's what he was saying. He didn't want to be a third. And yeah. then eventually you got rid we, of the other two. We would two. talk about our, our like mishaps and like, we got to stop doing this. So we would meet up at Brass Tap and be like, da, 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 da. and then we us talking about our problems about other people brought us together. And now we're together. Almost two years. So that's good. OK. <laughs> well, that was a long explanation. Yeah. 